0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: What's going on, y'all? We are back for part 4 of our Rut Race series, Field Note Fridays on the Hunt Stand podcast, powered by Savage Firearms. Better comes best. And we are now into the peak rut lockdown phase and there's not much more to say and we're just going to get right to it with justin czar but before we do make sure you rate review subscribe to the podcast follow download it whatever you got to do on whatever listening platform you are on we really appreciate the support and make sure you have the hunt stand app downloaded i'm not even going to go over free or the pro version i want to make sure that you are upgraded to the pro whitetail version because you have all the tools necessary in that version of the HuntStand app, to be more in tune with what's going on right now for the rut. So, if you want to unlock all the features on Hunt stand from our rut map, whitetail activity forecast, and more, upgrade today. So, I'm shutting my mouth, and here we are getting right to it with the peak rut lockdown phase with Justin Czar. <laughs> I feel like this is a good segue for us to transition into the fourth part, which is the peak part of the sure. rut or lockdown, essentially. You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you touched on this just a second ago, and Darren McDougall, like, you know, it's, it's essentially kind of like you're throwing everything out the window that we've just talked about at this point. Yep. Uh, Darren McDougall, I talked with him recently, and when he goes to public land, essentially during this peak time of the rut, he has kind of found this ground game niche that when he goes, let's let's uh, use Kansas for public land for an example. Uh, you know, there's some th- uh, thick timber pockets, or there might be isolated islands of timber, and he found that what he does, he approaches from the correct side of the wind, and he said he will just bounce around on these, and multiple times he will go in there and find a buck locked down with the doe or they may get spooked out for some reason. And he's had deer run right to him. And it's like, just touching on what you said earlier, it's like these bucks just want to get them isolated and just go off with them. So, I mean, like how, how do you approach that? Like when that buck disappears and you know, he's on lockdown, like, what are you going to do this time?
2: Uh, Well, the thing about Kansas to Darren's point is you can see a lot that too. Yeah. Out there. So I think eyes on, Year, that time of year especially is is a huge benefit if you can happen to get you know, you know maybe you just sacrifice a hunt for an observational sit mm-hmm. you know there's nothing wrong i think back to um i listened to something with mark Dury not too long ago i forget who he was talking to it might have been mark kenyon um and he was like kind of like what are your three like golden rules for like killing big bucks or like the three things you absolutely have to do. And and the number one thing for him was scout more than you hunt. And you know, a lot of us, like, we don't want to do that. We want to hunt, right? We want to get to the good stuff. We want to, we want to go sit and have a chance to kill a deer. You know, anytime you're hunting, there's, there's a chance. But I think to Mark's point, as somebody who's killed more big deer than I've ever seen in my life, um, you know, there's some, some merit to sacrificing a hunt every now and again, mm-hmm. or even a couple hunts to scout, to observe, to look, to view, to find where they're at, because you can't kill them if you don't know where they are. That's true. You
1: know, that's a lot true. of times
2: we go hunting and we just hope that beyond just blind hope that something's going to show up. We put ourselves in a much better position if we can confirm that's where they're at. So back to the story i had told earlier of a buck that I saw locked down with a doe Um, What happened was a buddy I was hunting with one night, we were both getting ready to go hunting. He went to one side of the farm. I went to the other. He pulled into where we hunt. He got out. He started walking. And in this little kind of swampy area, he kicks up a buck. And he looks and he's like, dude, there's like two bucks out in this swamp. I think they got a doe. He called me and he's like, get over here. (laughs) We're going to hunt this slump tonight. I was already, I think, in a stand or walking to a stand. So I pulled out. I went over there. He got on one side of the swamp. I got on the other where we could see what was happening.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's where I noticed the bigger buck had a doe locked down. I watched him breeder a couple of times, but they stayed in that swamp for the next two or three days. I just kept hunting the same stands and bouncing around. I had Jeez. multiple encounters, saw him multiple times. He came by me in the dark, but again, it was more like we knew where they were at and then we moved in on them. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't get them killed, unfortunately, but we were awful dang close. But without that intel of knowing where they were at, we never like I would I would have been on the other side of the farm, and two of the three bucks we were looking for were in that swamp with that doe. So I think, again, to Darren's point, Kansas is open. Yeah, you can glass, you can walk, you can see. I think anywhere that you can do that, you know, it is there is some benefit to it, even if Big it time. hurts. Right, even if it hurts to be like, oh man, I'm going to go to a spot where I need to, I'm to be to kill tree. anything. You know, but I'm going to be able to see if there's anything going on. I'm going to be able to watch this whole field and see what part of it the deer are using or looking over a grassy area or mm-hmm. a slough or a swamp or something like that. I think, um, you know, that intel is valuable all year long. Yeah. You know, this isn't just exclusive to the rut. But again, it. My point is for that first week in November. If it ain't happening, don't be afraid to go out and try to make it happen. Try to find a new spot. Don't just sit. I've been guilty of it, and I'm sure other people have as well. Like, I know if I sit here long enough, something's gonna happen, and then it never happens. And mm-hmm. and then in retrospect, you're like, shoot, I should have just went somewhere else. You know,
1: it's a good time to be mobile. Yeah, really good time to be mobile. I and mean, yeah, you definitely don't want to uh, not do that. And you know, like I've heard people like, uh, I know some folks like to try and do. I think it's a three day, all day rut rule where it's like you you sit in that stand all day for 3 days you're going to have an opportunity and i think people have found some really good success with that but man
2: for me a- that's the following week though that's not this week
1: okay i think
2: i think that first week in november the movement is a little bit too pocketed mm-hmm. still in the and there is a little bit too much lockdown happening so i think that if you're going to do that which i've done and i will probably continue to do that's a little bit later in November for me personally. So
1: in this time, this peak, peak time, this lockdown phase, will you find yourself really getting in close? Uh, and I'm, I'm asking that because uh, Josh Honeycutt talked with him. He had a buck last year, had a doe on lockdown for 48 hours. They didn't budge. He said that doe didn't move the buck he might move 15 20 yards away to fend off another deer mm-hmm. and he found that he was able to get in super close do you do the same thing or you like to back off or
2: yeah this is kind of like the same thing i talked about with the trail camera data mm-hmm. in mid october if you're lucky enough to have a trail camera that's on the right spot that's getting a buck in daylight in mid october and you were just good enough or lucky enough to get that camera in the right spot you can capitalize on that information same thing goes with the buck, with the doe on lockdown. If you yeah. are lucky enough to see a buck have a doe on lockdown in, a, in an area without spooking them, it's gold, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. know they're probably not going to go very far. Um, I think that buck I was telling you about earlier, I climbed up in the stand with that deer bedded like 40 or 50 yards in front of the stand. You know, I was able to climb up in the stand, get my camera gear all situated bow the Dang. whole deal and never never spook him or the doe uh, my buddy mike that i hunt with actually had a buck one time locked with a doe that he watched all morning running around chasing her they bedded down in a raspberry thicket and it was kind of rainy morning he climbed down from his stand took his boots off and stalked the thing and shot it in his bed no
1: kidding
2: you know as he was bedded with a doe so i mean yeah, they tend to be so hyper focused on those doughs that you can seemingly get away with a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they don't want to, it's like they don't want to leave them at all costs. You yeah. know, they're a lot more tolerant of other things.
1: Yeah, it's like they're Just don't spook
2: the dough. Yeah, the that's, buck, yes. <laughs> the dough is not tolerant. No. You spook her, she leaves, he's going with her. But he seems to be a lot more tolerant of not wanting to leave her at all costs.
1: Yeah, it's like their senses get numbed. And then even the doe, like if he's been running her ragged, even sometimes, like if she's just dead, dog tired, exhausted, sometimes you can yeah. get away with that. But yeah, most part, don't want to screw that up with her.
2: Yeah, I have a funny story. Uh, years ago, I had a, a property that I hunted down in central Illinois. Might have, I think we were in Pike County on this one. And I'm walking in one morning uh, through a CRP field like a big ridge of crp that led up to this timber and i'm walking i think a friend of mine was hunting with me and we come up on this doe this that we believed was dead it was laying on its side it was in the dark in the crp field it's just laying that's like we just found a dead deer and i mean in the dark we just got headlamps on i'm like what the hell there's a dead deer laying here so we walk up to it and we're literally standing over the top of it i'm looking at this deer i'm like man i don't see any blood i don't see where it was shot like wonder what killed this thing it's just laying there and all of a sudden, its eyes blink. And I'm like, oh my God, this thing is alive. <laughs> and she's literally just laying there, flat out dead, exhausted. Yeah. Like she couldn't get up. And uh, we just left her there. We we're like, well, I mean, it's dark. We're going to our stand. So we went in, we hunted, we came back. She was gone. We Jeez. found the bed or the spot where she was laying. She was gone. Never saw her, never found her dead anywhere. Like I literally think she had just been getting run so hard that she just went and laid down and was just exhausted, Mm. just could not move. It was pretty crazy. I mean, I've seen does... I watched a doe on the same property one time getting ran by like four or five bucks, and eventually she lost them in this thicket and she bedded down, and from where we were at, we could see her Mm -hmm. and the bucks were cruising around looking for her, and every time a buck would come by, she would actually lay her head down on the ground flat, like to hide from them so that they couldn't physically see her. She would get down on Jeez. the ground and then when they were gone she would peek her head back up smart it's it's crazy what they'll do but how hard they get they get oh. ran during the season so to your point like yeah sometimes they're not going anywhere just because they're they're tired of running
1: yeah I mean heck we uh, I think it's two years ago and I've actually got this on video footage I gotta find it Uh, we had just gotten back to our deer hunting cabin it was midday and we kind of have it fenced off in this little half acre uh, area if you will and we were standing in the main room, and I think I was getting a cup of coffee or something. My dad goes, holy crap, look at this big buck chasing this doe. And I look out, and they had hopped the fence from neighbor's property, sprinted across the field. He chased her. They hopped our fence, came through the yard, and we watched them. And I, this is about the time I got the camera. She ran off probably about 50, 60 yards, laid down. And he starts goring her with his antlers to push her to get back up and you can right. start, you could start to see blood like coming out of those puncture wounds. And like, he just was running her rag. And I'm like, Holy crap. Yeah. These it's fr- crazy. These bucks
2: are insane this time mm-hmm. of year. <laughs> that they most certainly are. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I said, man, for me, first week in November, historically, not that I haven't had good hunts and not that mm-hmm. I haven't killed bucks during that time of the year, but I don't know. There's just something about it. Like I said, I just I don't feel like I can be consistent. I feel like, you know, I could. Be, I feel like the more time you put in the woods that time of year, like obviously, like any time, I guess you're increasing your the likelihood of yeah. killing one. Yeah. But I, to a certain degree, I feel like the first week of November is kind of like more luck than anything. That's true. <laughs> you know, you could damn near be in a tree anywhere, and a deer can run by you, and you could kill it. You know, it's just it, true. consistency is difficult that time of year.
1: Big time all right y'all there you go that is the end to the peak rut lockdown phase with justin czar next week we will be wrapping up this rut race series that we have been doing within our field note friday section of the hunt stand podcast powered by savage firearms and we will see you on the next one